0: it's time for the truth. is I do. you listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney.
1: Haney. 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 Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. Go there, sign up, register for my free instructional videos. They go out on a weekly basis. And. You can find out information about getting a golf lesson from me. If you are struggling with your game or you have a New Year's resolution to be a better golfer, if you've got a goal, if you've got a bad slice and you want that fixed, a bad hook, doesn't matter what it is. If you want to get better golf, come come find me uh, and I will help you out. Because I can't tell you how many people take lessons that have said, Hank, I have taken so many lessons over my life and I never get any better. Well, you never taken a lesson from me, so maybe it's time you get better, because you will if you understand what you're doing, and I will explain it to you. It's not that hard, but it is a hard game to teach. I will say that. But uh, go to com to find out information on that. All right, uh, the Sony Hawaiian Open was <laughs> void of a great leaderboard. Well, a, a great uh, list of players that were playing in the tournament. A- and one of the players that was playing that obviously they wanted to do good was Jordan Spieth. Now, I think there was like 13 players or 10 players, something that went from the Tournament of Champions over to Sony. But to see who those players were is, is kind of hard to see because the the leader when I checked out the leaderboard there wasn't there wasn't much there you know and it's like whoa that's a little light But, but Jordan Spieth was there and he was winning after the first round he was on the lead he shot a 64 par 70 not the easiest course they got some decent rough out there uh, the wind will blow at, at Wailea Country Club in Honolulu, uh, but they, you know, typically they'll shoot they'll shoot low. There's there's enough birdie holes out there. It's par seventy. Any time you have a par seventy, it's going to be a little bit more difficult rel- relative to par for sure. Because with the par par seventy, you know you I mean how you get to a par seventy is you take a par seventy two and you reduce the par down to 70 by taking two par 5s and make them into par 4s and par 5s is where players generally have the greatest chance of birdie and at Wiley, uh they play it as a par 70 and it's the same thing they do at US Opens so they they take them down from 72 to par 70 so you take it down to a par 70 and all of a sudden it's going to be harder to score relative to par because of that cuz you only have two par 5s and you're not gonna. You're not gonna play the par fives in 14 under par like John Rahm did uh, at the uh, Century Tournament of Champions over at in Maui at Kapalua. It's not going Not gonna play them 14 under par when you're only playing eight of them. It's not gonna happen. So so it's it's harder to shoot shoot low. But the first day, uh, Jordan Spieth shot 64, and oh my goodness, I mean he acted like he had it all figured out. His quotes were amazing. I mean, it's like <laughs> he 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 had he had one quote where he said, uh, "I feel like I could go out here every day and shoot five or six under par. And then he says not to say that means it'll happen, but there are other times I would be sitting there going. How do I hold this shit together? To be honest, seriously, I love, I love Jordan Spieth. I like his interviews. I like watching him play. I like how animated he is on the golf course. I think he's a great guy. I, I just, I'm a Jordan Spieth fan, and I'm not the only one. I mean, he, you know, there's not many people that that move the, the the needle. Uh, matter of fact, you know, on the PGA Tour, there's very few that move the needle. He's he's the one that does. I mean, there's no there's no two ways about it. Uh, not that you know the ratings are going to be just off the charts because he's not Tiger Woods, but he but he he is somebody that does move the needle. So so when he's on the leaderboard, everybody you know that's that's uh, cheering for golf to do well is happy. They like they know. Hey, we got we got Jordan Spieth out there. But but when he was saying that stuff, I was, it just immediately it immediately made me think of the the quote that I always use with my students when they tell me, you know hank' I, I've, I'm, I'm playing great, I've got it, you know I've got it, you know I've got I've got it figured out, I'm playing great, because as soon as they say that, I look at, well, you know what, if you've got it." make sure you thoroughly enjoy it because it is only temporary. That is for sure. Playing good, playing great, you've got it, is only temporary. Now, it may feel like you can go out there and shoot five or six under every day, but every day is different. And every day in golf is a new brand new day I mean I I, even when I was with with Tiger Woods and you know and, and I thought you know when he's on the driving range I thought there's nobody in the world could beat this guy how in the world could anybody even beat no way he could there's no way he could not win and he did like 50% of the time, which was incredible because when you look at Jack Nicklaus, he won 12% for his career, but Tiger was at 50% during a, a, a long, long stretch during the years that, that I was helping him. So he, he, he did win most of the time. Top 10, 85% of the time. But that was nothing compared to what it looked like on the driving range because I thought there's no way anybody could come close to beating him. But it's just, it's, it's a hard game. It's just the, 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 the way it is. And when you have it going good, yeah, you have to enjoy it, because it's it's only it's only temporary. Well, something happened to Jordan Spieth. He missed the cut. He was the second player in the last four years that went from leading to missing the cut. The first player like it, uh, I think, since. They've been playing over there, while, or since 1970. I think I read somewhere so it was 1978 or something at at uh, Line, at the Sony Open that had led and then missed the cut. Uh, matter of fact, Jordan Spieth was on the lead, and I, you know, I followed some of the betting sites, and some someone bet fifty thousand dollars on Jordan Spieth to win the tournament. And when he was on the lead, he was the uh, he was the favorite to win the tournament. That fifty thousand dollar bet wasn't going to win him a lot, you know. It was going to win him like a hundred thousand dollars or something, or ninety thousand dollars. wasn't a great odds because he because he's now on the lead. Well, uh, he went out there and shot him up a seventy five. Now listen, that's an eleven shot difference. And amateur golfers will say all the time, ah, I'm inconsistent. One day I shoot 80, next day I shoot 90. Well, Jordan Speed's a pretty good golfer. You know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got 13, 13 wins on tour. He's got three major championships. He's a Hall of Famer. And he went out and shot 64, 75. But not only did he shoot 64, 75, he, he shot 64, and then he talked about how he said he could shoot. He, he, he believed he could shoot five or six under every day on that golf course, but the next day he shot 75 and he missed the cut. That's what happens in, in, in golf. And you know what? Um, <laughs> you know what? That was pretty amazing, but not really because when you look at the statistics, like I always look at the statistics and in the first round, Jordan Speed hit a lot of greens. He had, he had 15 out of 18 greens it's pretty darn good ball striking. Touring pros hit more like 13 greens. So he he's he's a, he's a little bit above the average there. Now, sometimes you hit a lot of greens and what that means is is you hit a lot of greens but you weren't close to the hole. So you're going to probably shoot better scores. Honestly, when you hit greens and hit close to the hole. That's the most important thing. How many, how many shots did you hit close to the hole? Like, I, I'd rather see somebody hit 10 greens, but of those 10 greens, you hit two par fives and two, and then the other eight holes, you hit it four times inside of 10 feet. Okay, so you, you make birdie on the par fives. You have four times inside of 10 feet, and you make three of those. Now you got five birdies. You missed eight greens, but on those eight greens you missed, you hit it in a place where you left yourself a less difficult up and in. In other words, you didn't short side miss on the side of the hole where the pin is. Pin's on the right. You missed to the right, and uh, you can't get it up and in there, okay? So th- so that's a possible formula for shooting five under par. You could hit 15 greens, Miss three times on the short side of the hole. Don't hit any par fives in two. Miss three times on the short side of the hole, and of those fifteen holes you hit in regulation, you only hit it inside of ten feet one time. You miss that putt. You hit a 60 feet from the hole a few times. You three putt one of those. You miss three times on the short side, and you, you, you get one of those up and in, and you just shot. You, you just shot four over par. Throw in a penalty shot and you just shot 75. Jordan Speed shot 64-75. His 64, his strokes gained putting number, which is they keep the statistics on the PGA Tour. Strokes gained tee to green, strokes gained putting, strokes gained driving, strokes gained approach shot to the green, strokes gained around the green. It's how you stand relative to your peers that are playing in that particular tournament or who played in, in all these terms you know everything is is assigned to numbers a great system that was mark brody came up with and it really gives you an accurate idea of how everybody's everybody's doing well jordan speed his putting after one round was 3.49 now whatever that means it just means it means he means he gained three and a half strokes on the field putting well he shot 64 so he's 600 par. So the difference in that round, you take three and a half. Sure, okay. So, so, so he really played like sixty-seven and a half, maybe. But he, he, putted great, and then you think, okay, well, will that continue? Well, when I look at at, at people's like averages, whether it's be ball striking, short game, putting, whatever it is, I always think that. The average is gonna is it's gonna work its way out, okay. And like like let's say you make, you know, six eight foot putts today, and that's supposed to be a putt you're gonna make fifty percent of the time. Well, you make them all today, then I'm thinking, well, we, we may miss them all tomorrow. We'll be at fifty percent. Let's say you make them all today, and you make you have the same six chances tomorrow, and you make four of them tomorrow. Okay. Well now now you're 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 still sitting at a at a an average that's incredibly high, much higher than what the fifty percent is. So then I think, okay, well you're gonna miss you're gonna miss a certain amount tomorrow and the next day or whatever. You know, over some period of time, you're gonna get back to fifty percent. Now you may be able to buck the averages, but at some point you're gonna you're gonna get back to that to that. Mean it's that's just that's just the way it works, you know. It happened with uh, you know uh, Colin Morikawa last last week at the uh, Tournament of Champions at Century at at uh, Kapalua. You know, putted great the first three rounds. You know, he'd had a putting lesson. Everybody says he's got the putting figured out. Maybe he does have the putting figured out. Maybe it was the greatest putting lesson in the world. But Colin Morikawa. He's been a below-average putter his whole career. He's putted great in certain places, and it's, it's won him two major championships. But he has not had a great putting statistics. Two years ago, he's 181st in putting. Last year, he's 131st in putting. All right, now he's leading, he's leading the tournament, and everybody thinks, oh, this lesson, this lesson he had. He had a putting lesson. He's got a new putting coach. I'm sure the guy's brilliant. But there ain't anybody giving you a putting lesson that's taking you from 131st to first on the tour? It just isn't happening. So he's not going to keep that up. Is what I'm saying. And, and sure enough, what happened? Now could could he keep it up for four days? Sure, but he didn't. You know, he only did it for three days. Jordan Spieth has that first round 3.49, and I'm and and, and the guy goes and lays fifty thousand dollars on him to win. No, I would never do that. Okay, I'd look for I'd look for somebody that putted good, but not off the charts, and shot 64. Now, that person would catch my eye, especially if that person was a really good putter, because I think, you know what? They left a little bit out there with the putter, and they're still on the lead. Great ball striking is more likely to continue than great putting, because with great ball striking, sure, there's some luck, but there's not as much luck. You know the wind could gust in the middle of your shot. Uh, you know the pin placements aren't as advantageous for you in the last round as they were in the third round. Whatever, there's there's a few things that could happen. You get a you know ball gets in a, a divot in the fairway. There's luck, but not as much on, as there is on putting. So I'm gonna look at some, for somebody that that puts good, but not off the charts. When somebody has three point four nine, I think there's no way that's going to continue. So in order for him. To stay there near the lead, what's got to happen? Either he's got to continue putting like that and or he has to start hitting it better. Well, in round one, Jordan Spieth was 1.9 strokes gained on the field, ball striking. But then round two came around. After he'd made that comment on round one where he said, I feel like I can shoot five or six under par here. And in round two... His putting was he lost 1.4 strokes gained on the greens. Now, for two rounds, that put him down to 33rd. So he went from first to 33rd after the second round. That's a big drop. Okay? Ball striking was even worse. He went from 1.9 strokes gained to minus 4.3. So he hit it no good in the second round. And that took him to 108th. So he finished the week, because the week was done. He missed the cut. 33rd in putting, 108th in ball striking. Okay? Just keep those numbers in mind. 33rd and 108th. All right. Last year, Jordan Speed. Was a hundred and fifty-fifth in putting. Now he's another one that's been really working hard on his putting. He said, "I feel like I can make it. I feel like I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm seeing the putts. Uh, I, I can. I feel like I can, you know, make it from anywhere again. I feel like I can putt good enough to be, you know, the best putter on the tour again. Wh- 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 whatever. Okay. All this happens from a a lesson or a a, a couple weeks of practice." But last year he was 155th in putting. And he had a phenomenal day on Thursday. But it averaged out on Friday, like it's probably prone to do. His ball striking last year he was eighteenth strokes gained T to green. Very much improved. Year before he was forty first. Year before that he was ninetieth. Year before that he was one hundred and fifty seventh. His ball striking's getting better. But he didn't have a good ball striking round particularly uh, the, the first day, people said. Not, not, it wasn't commensurate with the score. The score was, was a, a product of his great putting. And then the second day, it all caught up to him. That's what happens. That's why when you, you think you got it, make sure you enjoy it because it's only temporary. Anything can happen. But when you look at, 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 at putting statistics, point, 3.49 strokes gained. The number one putter on tour last year was Lucas Aber. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know him from the man in the moon. He finished .85, not even a stroke per round. So what are the chances? Some guy bet $50,000 on Jordan Speed to win. After the first round, he gained three and a half strokes with the putter on the field now if he to keep that up you think he's going you think he's going to gain 14 strokes on the field for putting for the week no there's no chance it's impossible the best on tour last year gained not even one stroke per round Cameron Smith, I think, is 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 as good a putter as anybody, and of course, he's on LIV now, so we'll never know what his statistics are. But last year, he gained he gained 0.56 strokes per round on putting. He's faced eighth, PGA Tour, gained about a half a stroke around. So when I see somebody gains three and a half strokes around, that's going to average out, and he better start hitting it better. He got you got the next four rounds or next three rounds are probably going to be an or out. Right. And, and you're going to, it's just going to happen. I mean, that's just the way it is. It happens all the time. But when you look at somebody like, like Jordan Spieth, and he's, you know, last year putting 155th, year before 33rd, year before that, 105th, year before that, second, year before that, 123rd, year before that, 48th. Okay. It's, so You see a pattern there? It's like, Good year putting, not good year putting. Good year putting, not good. You know, he's had a lot of good years putting. But lately, he's had a lot of years that aren't so good putting. And if you look, even the years he had good putting, he wasn't a great short putter. Okay. He's had some great years ball striking. But mostly those were a thing of the past, although he's, he's inching his way back up. 18th T to green last year, but he's 41st the year before that, 90th, 157th. And you got to go back to 2017 when he was second. See? So he is improving with his ball striking, getting better, getting his game back. Now he feels like he's got his putting better put a great the first round kind of announced he had it golf gods punished him for saying that <laughs> kind of what happens and uh, he didn't he didn't have it and he missed missed the cut and that is something that you will see more times than not so i look for the players that have kind of that are good ball strikers Okay, this guy's a great ball striker, top ten ball striker. He's putting good, but maybe just slightly above his average. That puts him on the lead. Uh, he hit it good, but not as good as he can. Okay, the putting's going to tail off. If the ball striking might pick up a little bit, boom! This is a guy. This guy could win the tournament. Or, you know, somebody's a, a really good putter. He struck the ball good, he's not that good of a ball striker, he's probably not going to strike it as good, but he could. he's going to probably putt a little bit better because he's a really good putter, he's going to probably putt a little better, that's going to average that out, and there you go, he's going to be, be right there. When you see somebody that has 3.49 strokes gained putting in that first round, don't bet $50,000, this is the moral of the story, don't bet $50,000 on that guy to win, Be especially on a golf course where there's going to be some pretty low scores, you know, when when whatever twenty under par is going to win, or eighteen under par is going to win, nineteen under par is going to be kind a par seventy. You can't get there without without really really good putting that and and good ball striking too. So it's gonna it's gonna average out, and that's that's what you have to look for and pay attention to. Jordan Spieth is going to be a factor in golf tournaments this year. But a lot, of, a lot of you know the, the hype on his, on his game is, is, is born of the fact that he's just such a popular player. I mean, last year he won the RBC Heritage. The year before he won the Valero Texas Open. Those are nice tournaments. Those aren't particularly deep fields. Uh, RBC Heritage is at Hilton Head, uh, Harbortown. It's a shorter course. The big hitters don't go there. Just for the most part, uh, they'll have to now because it's a it's an elevated event. So we'll see what happens. But before those two wins, and those aren't those aren't like that's not, those aren't like major championships. Before those two wins, you got to go back to 2017. He hadn't won since then, and everything has been in a flux. His putting, his ball striking. You know, now he's got this golf swing, this that that this practice swing that's like. It's like hard for me to watch. Like, I'm like, what, is, what in the world is he trying to do? See, that's an exaggeration. Now, now, you have to realize that there's a difference between feel and real. So, you know, what you feel like you're doing and what you're really doing are two different things. So he exaggerates things. But when I see people making crazy, exaggerated practice swings, I think to myself, all right, how long is it until you start doing something? in that practice swing. Because obviously that's not what he, he's, there's practice swings he makes, he's not trying, that's not what he wants to do when he swings. He's doing that to counteract what he really does. Feel and real. Tiger always said big difference between feel and real. So he's taking those practice swings to counteract what he's doing in his, in his full swing normally. But if you keep taking those practice swings and taking those practice swings and taking those practice swings, at some point, some of that, Is going to creep into your swing. You're going to actually start doing that. So the key is if you're going to exaggerate practice swings, is to know okay, when is it time to exaggerate that a little less? Or when is it time to not exaggerate that at all? You got to know exactly when that's time.
3: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today.
1: I remember remember back in the day when Phil Mickelson won the Masters and he played a fade, and Lanny Wadkins was doing the commentary. I'll never forget it. And, of course, Phil was, you know, Tiger's, biggest rival, really. I mean, he was the one that, that when I, you know, when I looked at the scoreboards, I thought, okay, what did Phil shoot? Because he, he you know, you respected his game, he respected his short game, he respected his competitiveness. I mean, he was the one that, you know, he thought, okay, he's the, you know, he's he's the biggest challenger. And so, Lanny Watkins, Phil Mickelson just started playing this fade, which is perfect for a lefty at Augusta. And Lenny Watkins makes guy. He said, ah, he should play that fade forever. He should never go off. He should never do anything but fade the ball." It's, 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 you know, and he played great, fading it, sure. When somebody who hooks it tries to fade it, what they usually get is a little bit of a fade, or they get a straight shot, and it's a great counteract, uh, you know, counteracting the other the other mistake. But when he said he should never never go away from that fade, I thought to myself, you know what? Great, because if you keep doing that long enough, that fade is going to be a slice. That's just the way it is. It's a, it, it's not that simple. You can't, you know. People say, I just want to fade the ball. Okay, fine. Well, what what happens when your fade becomes a slice? What happens when you get a a hole with a a, a left-right wind and you're fading the ball? And you got nothing to hold it up in the wind. What happens? You get a dog leg from right to left, and you just want to fade the ball. What happens when you get a pin over on the left side of the green with a you know a forearm and all you want to do is fade the ball you know what happens when you get a a ball below your feet lie and a wind blowing off the left and a pin over to the left and all you've been doing is fading the ball it doesn't it, it doesn't work like that you have to be able to hit hit all the shots and you have to do that in order to keep your swing consistent. The way to keep your swing consistent is not to Make some crazy exaggerated practice swings. That's a way to fix a mistake that you're currently making. But at some point, you got to realize, okay, you know what? I'm getting pretty darn close to dialing this in. And when I my my feel and real, I'm taking these practice swings, and you know what? They're they're exaggerated. And I, you know what? I'm actually starting to. Overdo this a little bit with the ball there. Okay, that's the time that you back off the practice swings. And do do the players that are doing those practices know that? I see so many guys taking these exaggerated practices, and they're like, what in the world is that guy trying to do? Well, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to counteract what he's doing. But I always felt really good when Tiger would take absolute, precise practice swings. Now, Easier said than done because he was never off as much on the swing as uh, these players were. But I was always cognizant of the fact that, you know what, let's make some just neutral, good practice swings. Rehearse exactly what you want to try and do. When I see players having to make a big exaggeration to get somewhere close to where they're trying to get to, uh, that's, that's, that's that's not my favorite deal. I'd, I'd, I'd rather you learn how to make a great practice swing, rehearse a great practice swing, and then let's, let's make the swing. That would be my preference. Those are my thoughts. Uh, Jordan Spieth, the tough, uh, tough tournament, but, you know, it's no big deal because, after all, it's not really a tournament, is it? It's just an exhibition. Nobody even know, knows who's playing. It doesn't matter. Once the elevated tournaments start, that's, uh, that'll be the... Be, actually, you know what? Those don't even matter. There's four real tournaments: Masters, U.S. Open, PGA Open Championship. Jordan Spieth, I, I would bet when the Masters comes around, he'll have he'll have something that allows him to be competitive. I just i would I would not bet against him in the Masters for sure. I don't know if I put the fifty thousand up. Uh, but um, I'd probably put something up. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio Radio app wherever you get your podcast. Remember my voodoo pain relief cream, voodoo painrelief.com. If you want to try my my uh great product on your uh joint pain or muscle soreness or arthritis pain, it's fantastic. Get a free two week supply at voodoopainrelief.com. And uh you will find some very serious quick relief. That's what that product does for you. It's absolutely fantastic. All right. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. At
0: Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.